have to eat the dream. You have to sleep the dream. You have to dream the dream. You got to touch. You have to see it when nobody else sees it. You have to feel it when it's not tangible. You have to believe it when you cannot see it. You got to be possessed with the dream. The dream. Yeah. What's up, guys? Welcome to Straight from the Chest. My name is Justin Groth, and I am your podcast host. Another episode. What can I say, man? We're just so relentless. We're just so relentless. When I say we, I mean me, because that's the only person that's steering this ship. Well, besides God, clearly, but... <clears throat> And it kind of brings me into what I want to talk about today with you all. First of all, let me welcome you if you're new and let me thank you if you're old. I want to even thank you if you're new because the fact that you're giving me your time, I'm very grateful for that. And I appreciate that 100%. So guys, um, for those of you who are new, this is a personal development podcast and I try my best to deliver value in particular circumstances or experiences that I that I address on here or express. That's the whole premise behind the podcast. And I hope you enjoy it. I hope you take something from it. Um, if you don't, then <laughs> that's unfortunate because <clears throat> again, I try. And it's meaningful to me that I even am able to do this and, and hopefully help even one person or give a solution to one person <clears throat> anyway. So uh, I was having a conversation with my friend the other day in the gym and I asked him a question and this is something that I've been wondering for quite some time because he oftentimes reminds me of myself with regards to the way he works and trains and and his programming and everything. <clears throat> and he's one of those guys that he just is very, very autonomous with the way he does things. And what I mean by autonomous is he just goes in and does it and it's just like second nature to him. He doesn't question it. And, and I train with him sometimes. Um, I don't really particularly like training with uh, with people in general. So, um, but there are certain people that I do like training with. He's one of them. Um, but so sometimes we'll jump in together. We'll do legs or or what have you. And I asked him. I said, "Look, man, because it's been on my mind." I said, "Do you actually like the the programming that you're on do you actually like your workouts do you I mean do you actually and I knew what the answer was going to be that's why I tried to rephrase it do you actually look forward to all of the exercises that you do in your training you actually look forward to you you look forward to the numbers that you're going to try to produce you look forward to this the the number of reps and sets and weights etc like you look forward to it I mean, like you're you're actually enthralled when you're doing it. And he said, because <clears throat> at first he said, well, yeah, but then he actually had to think about it. And I don't know if 
any of you work out, train, it could be for a sport, it could be for fighting, whatever, whatever the sport, well, fighting is a sport, whatever the sport is, like if it's Olympic lifting, fighting, um, grappling, if it's, if it's even, you know, basketball, baseball, whatever, do you actually love it? Like you're enthralled with it, meaning every fiber of your being wants to do that particular thing. And then when you're doing it, when you're encapsulated in it, you actually love every moment. You're not thinking of anything else. You're just doing, you're just immersed in that. How many of you can actually say that what you do, either what you're training for or what your job or your career or vocation is, you can actually say that and attest to that. That's hard. It's hard to A, align your life with something that gives you that type of reciprocity. It's very, it's very far and few, rare, that you come across somebody that is what they do, what they what they immerse themselves in is something that is has a direct positive reciprocity to it. It's it's just it's very far and few that you find people like that. But I believe that that's in every one of us. We obviously take different paths because of a multitude of things. I'm not even going to go through the 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 litany of variables that there are with regards to people dismaying you or or, or people being a, a um um people I don't know causing you to go off track or 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 giving you uh, not giving you approval or or saying that that's not the way to go or and then or and then with the way you were raised your childhood etc. There's so many variables, but when you actually find something that you are immersed in with every part of who you are, that is something that you just cannot, you cannot let go of. And even if you try, you feel like a part of you dies or is missing. There's a void in you. And you have to fill that void with whatever that particular thing is. Now, the reason why I asked him is because I actually get tired of seeing his workouts. <laughs> Let me explain what I mean by that. When I was his age, and I don't mean he's so young or whatever, but when I was his age, back probably, it was probably like, this is probably like 10 years ago, I would train the same way. And because I only knew that, and because I was all, I was just, I was just, I don't know what to call. I was just I was just encapsulated around trying to be my best and thinking that I needed to do more to be my best. Now, that is true to some degree, but there's a tap out where you have kind of a law of diminishing return when it comes to weightlifting, getting stronger, etc. Even if you're on drugs, there's a law of diminishing return. And so so much more isn't going to necessarily equate to a better body, more progressive in strength size, etc. And in fact, it could actually go the opposite direction. So <clears throat> a part of me was irritated that he does what what I think he's doing because I was 
referencing myself back in the day and it was more so I was irritated with myself and how I conducted myself back then. And so naturally he reminds me of that. And so it's almost, and I told him this, I'm getting, A, I'm talking to you this way because you're my friend and B, I'm almost talking to this, the, the younger version of who I, who I am or who I was rather. Because that's the thing that was really infuriating me. Because if I had known that, look, this isn't going to make a difference and it's only, it's only doing, it's only feeding my ego, then I probably would have backed off a little bit. The only thing that I can take from it, and I think he will attest to this too, is that it taught me an element about myself that I didn't even know I had. And that's work ethic. And that's something that you can't, you cannot buy. You cannot even be taught. It's something that's self-administered. And that's something that you can watch all the YouTube motivational videos in the world. You can be, you can, you can go to Tony Robbins seminars for 5,000 bucks a head. You can do all that. But if you're not administrating on a minute by minute basis, I can't not do this. I have to do this. This is the only thing I know. And if I don't, if, even if I know other things, this is what I know I'm good at. And I have to keep doing this. I have to. And it's almost like you, you, you just wind yourself down this rabbit hole that seemingly, it seems like there's no good reason to do it. But for some reason, you are envelop, you are developing something that you can't buy and you can't be taught. It's something that's self-administered. I really believe work ethic is self-administered, but it's also provoked by elements of inspiration around you. So what do you want to be? How do you want to be? What do you want to become really? How do you want to be viewed? And when I say viewed, I mean like as an example, as a leader. So these are, these are, these are little tiers that you set yourself up on, on purpose, right? You're, you're, you're obviously bringing some responsibility into your life, which is a good thing. It's not necessarily the easiest thing, but it's a good thing. And all too often, it's easy to become comfortable and do the, do the things that just, just barely get you by. But it's not going to get the actual job done. It's not going to win the prize. It's not going to, and it's definitely easy to abdicate yourself from that position and not see the full fruition of what could have been. You know, I talked about this last episode, Connor, but he, it, it just, it, I have to say it, I have to talk about it again. Connor's a great example of how, and he's just one, but he's a great example of how if you are relentless in your pursuit, you're relentless in your belief in yourself, you're relentless with that journey, there's no telling what's going to happen. There's no telling. And if you look at his life back in 2012, I want to say it was in 2012 because I saw in his biography where he bought his wife a Range Rover, but it was the Range Rover that was, it was a new, it was the old body style. So that means when they changed Range Rovers in 2013, the body style, at least, um, it would obviously, if he was going in to buy, pay cash, I don't know if he did or not, or lease or whatever, for that Range Rover, he was going to buy a top tier Range Rover and he was going to, it was going to be top of the line, brand new, right? 
Well, it was an old body style. So that tells me it was either 2000 and I don't want to say, I don't want to date him further than 2012. So I want to say 2012 because if it were in 2013, 2014, he would have bought the newer body style. Okay. 2012. Let's date it. Okay. I don't know for sure because I'm not Connor, but let's date it. 2012. 2018 is when he really came into most of his wealth. You know, I, I believe 2018, 2019 is when he was, when he was fighting Mayweather or, or, and he was at top of his game with, with a couple of belts and a couple of weight classes. It may have even been sooner than that. I don't know, but let's just say for sake of argument, 2012 to 2018, we're talking six years now, what you don't see is everything beyond 2012. 2012 is when he started to hit. And he was like, well, I don't know that for sure, but I want to say for sake of argument, he started to hit really well where he could actually buy something for somebody of measure. Now, the Range Rover 2012 is a stark contrast from what he can afford in 2018. 2018, it's mansions, Lamborghinis, Rolls Royces, Rolexes, new suits. Now, listen, I'm not talking about the extravagance or the, or the, um, all of the material things and bamboozling you with that. That's not what my, what my, what I'm trying to illustrate. I'm trying to illustrate the fact that he came into this different trajectory shift. And if it wasn't for his relentless pursuit, he would have never have seen that he would have never have seen everything that he could afford and I'm not talking about just from monetary perspective I'm talking about from the trajectory shift that allowed him to be able to acquire all of these things it was just because he was relentless in his pursuit by default he became great in his craft and that's what produced all of the measurable wealth like anybody that's what's going to happen now listen, if it weren't for the fact that he just had this relentless belief in himself and he just didn't stop chipping away work ethic, right, as well, he would have never have came to the full fruition that we know of him. Now this is kind of backpedaling on what I talked about last podcast, but listen, he got his break. Everybody gets their break where they quote unquote make it everybody everybody of any kind of substantial hierarchy kevin hart's another one there was something there was a break in his career that caused him to elevate to new levels now it's not like i'm saying well you made it you made it so now you can stop and you know everybody's waiting for their day to make it right but that doesn't necessarily mean you made it. What I what they what they should really say is the day that you had a trajectory shift cuz that's really what it is. You have that day that you're called to a new level. You have that day where you're called to a new trajectory. You're given opportunities that you wouldn't have otherwise. You're given you're given actually almost like a different label and that only comes if you're relentless. That only comes if you stick it out day by day by day. But going back to my friend, it's going to be really hard to do that 
if you're not in love with every fiber of your being with the thing that you're doing. It's going to be very hard and it's going to be very easy to call in excuses and reasons why you should stop. It's going to be really easy to do that. That's why I encourage you and implore you to find something and you don't even have to find it because you know what it is. It's implicit in you. You just have to be brave enough to extract it. That's the only difference. And that's the only thing holding you back from being everything that you could be, which God knows what that is. And then ordinary. And when I say ordinary, I mean ordinary. I mean it in a denigrated way because no one was created to be ordinary. But your fruition is not going to manifest unless you have a very, very cogent, relentless belief in who you are. Let me repeat that. It's not, not going to find, you're not going to find your manifestation of fruition unless you have a very, very strong cogent, relentless belief in who you are and what you're capable of. And it comes when you find the thing that you love. Here's, here's the, here's the undertone here. You already know what that is. Be brave enough to extract it and be relentless in the pursuit every single day of uncovering what that is. And getting better at it, better at it, better at it. Because once, before you know it, your day is going to come. Your day will come when new opportunities will present themselves. New people will come into your life that will get, that will end up guiding you in ways that are guiding you towards doors that you never thought would open. That's all going to happen. The trajectory shift is going to happen, but it's only going to happen if you keep going. And the only thing to keep you going is the relentless belief in yourself that if you don't do this, you can't do any, if you don't do this, I'm sorry, if you don't do this, something in you dies and you're not okay with that. Love what you do, man. And I don't mean just love it. You have to have a yearning for it. It has to have a burning desire within you. Because if you don't have that, it's going to be easy to just drop it from your life. And continuously press into the belief that one day you're going to make it have a trajectory shift in another direction that's going to catapult you to opportunities and areas of your life you never thought you were going to embark on. But it's all predicated. It's all predicated on your ability to stick it out. Do you have what it takes to stick it out? If you give up now, you'll never know. And I know that sounds cliche. Why do you think that's stuck around for so long? That saying, because it's so true. 
That's just factual. So you've gone this long. You've believed for this long. Why won't you go another day? Because that day could be the day that you get called to a different trajectory. That day. You could get an email. You could get a phone call. You can get a DM. It's going to happen. But you have to stick it out. You have to prove that you're relentless to yourself mainly. And that's where work ethic is so priceless and valuable. Stop stopping short. Stop giving up. Stop putting it off till next month, next week. You're never going to do it. You do it now. You don't do it tomorrow. You've already been believing. You've been believing for years. Have the guts to just extract it and keep pursuing it. You don't know what this thing's going to amount to. You haven't seen your best days. You haven't seen the opportunity that waits you at the end of the hill. You haven't seen it. And you won't see it if you stop. And you definitely won't see it if you stop believing. That's all you got, man. That's all you got. You got your belief. You have your willpower. You have your work ethic. That's it. And you have another day. And God's not done with you if you woke up this morning. You understand that. You got to keep sticking it out. There is no other option. That's it. That's your option. Keep sticking it out. Done.